Welcome to the Eat More Barbecue Podcast. I'm Ryan Sanderson, and I'll be your host on this journey through the world of Alberta barbecue and beyond. Hello, and welcome to the Eat More Barbecue Podcast. This is episode number 87, and I really appreciate you listening and supporting the show. If you like what you're hearing, please leave us a rating and a review on Google or Apple Podcasts. It really helps the show get some more visibility out there. This podcast is a proud member of the Alberta Podcast Network, powered by ATB. Have you visited www.albertapodcastnetwork.com lately? There is a great selection and variety of Alberta-based podcasts there for your listening enjoyment, whatever your interests may be. If your ideas lean a little to the suspicious and cynical side, then It's a Conspiracy may just be the show for you. Have a listen and hear for yourself. It's a Conspiracy is a proud member of the Alberta Podcast Network and happily powered by ATB. We are a bi-weekly podcast that aims to discuss selected conspiracy theories, alternative accounts, legends, myths, and more without coloring the topic with our conversation until the very end of the episode. We also feature beer reviews, lame jokes, bad puns, far too many 80s movies references, geek culture, and general nerdery. Our Our real aim is for for fun, inclusive content that doesn't take itself too too seriously. You don't have to be blisteringly paranoid of mind control to enjoy a chin wag with your old pals, Greg, Charlie, Andrew, the Irish Madman, and our podcast puppies, Kylo and Ren. (laughs) It's a Conspiracy is a proud member of the Alberta Podcast Network, powered by ATB. Visit www.albertapodcastnetwork.com for links to It's a Conspiracy and all the other great APN shows. Before we get into this week's show, I just want to remind all of you to stay safe and take care of each other during these crazy days we're dealing with. The COVID-19 virus has touched us all in one way or another, and there's a ton of uncertainty out there with situations changing daily, sometimes hourly. My hope is that this show can provide just a short distraction for you, a little something to take your mind off of things for a few minutes. I urge you to take all necessary precautions and practice the social distancing that the experts are advocating. This does seem to be the most effective way of slowing down the spread of the virus. That said, if you do find yourself in need of a break from the house, consider supporting your local barbecue joint in some way. I've seen posts from many barbecue places advising that they are stepping up their takeout and delivery services, so please show them some love. They're sure going to need it over the next little while. I first met this week's guest last summer when we were both judges at the inaugural Barley and Smoke fundraiser for Kids Cancer Care here in Calgary. We chatted briefly that day and I mentioned that that time getting him on the podcast. That's when he let me know that he in fact had recently started his very own podcast. I've since become a a regular listener of his great show and a few weeks back we finally got around to sitting down to record this episode. My guest this week is none other than Mark Kondrat, co-founder of Alberta Beer Festivals and host of the Let's Meet for a Beer podcast. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode here with Mark Kondrat uh, of Alberta Beer Festivals. Mark, welcome to the show. How are we doing today? I'm fantastic. Thanks for having me. Thank you for uh, hosting me here at your office downtown here. Uh, get started, a little bit about your, your background. I, I feel like from listening to your podcast, I kind of know you. But uh, talk yeah. about, uh, for my listeners, a uh, little bit about your background. Yeah, so um, so my company is Alberta Beer Festivals. Yep. Um, my business partner, Bill Robinson, uh, we started working together about 17, 18 years ago. 
uh, just doing small small events around town. Um, and then we honed in on beer festivals and decided that that was something that, uh, you know, we've always had a, obviously a passion for beer mm-hmm. um, and just the people in, in the industry yeah. uh, for me have, have always uh, just something I've always gravitated towards. Um, they're just good people. So, yeah, when we decided, I think 2005 was when we did our first beer festival and then we just kind of decided from an event perspective that's where we wanted to put all of our energy so um, ever since then it's been beer festivals Uh, we've grown um, obviously now with it being Alberta beer festivals um, two in Calgary two in Edmonton one in Jasper one in Banff and uh, and we're actually looking at the possibility of uh, doing our first one outside of Alberta right away here so just kind of working on those details yeah some stuff coming up and yourself, you're an Alberta boy. Uh, yeah, so born, born in born in St. Albert, raised in Red Deer. Yeah. Um, went to school at U of C, graduated from U of A, so okay. I've been around. Um, so yeah, it's exciting for me uh, to be able to do shows in both Calgary and Edmonton because um, I have a lot of connections in both sure. cities. Yeah. So uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. What were you doing before uh, you got into the beer fest thing? Um, so before we did beer festivals, we were doing other types of festivals. Right. Um, I graduated in 2000, so I really only worked, I think I worked like six months downtown and then uh, just started this with, with Bill. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I really didn't do much before um, before you know Bill and I started working together. Uh, I did own a small sports store uh, with my brother for a little while, for okay. a few years in, in, in there, at, um, for about five years in there. Um, and, uh, yeah, just, you know, for me, the, the passion for creating festivals Mm -hmm. and, and working within the community that we have was, uh, was pretty strong. So it wasn't long before I knew I, I needed to really grow ABF. So, yeah. Awesome. So what was kind of what got the Alberta Beer Festival or just the festival planning? What kind of brought that on for you guys? Um, so it was kind of a random just it, um me and bill just happened to meet each other um and uh when i was going to university i worked for molson okay. um and i was also I was kind of a nerd um so i i was the president of the marketing association at uh, u of c you sorry u of a and uh so i i did a lot of events at the university and, and i helped with some uh working for molson and that was always interesting to me you know trying to take something that is just a concept in your mind and mm-hmm. kind of make it uh, a reality. Um, and so when I moved back to Calgary, like I said, I just had a kind of random encounter, met, met uh, Bill. Uh, we actually met houseboating one time and then nice. ran into each other in Calgary. And he was doing some community parties, just uh, renting community halls okay. and doing some stuff with some friends. So um, we connected. I said I'd help him out with one. Mm-hmm. And um, they were fun. And we could kind of see how we could expand it and, and what we could do, you know, maybe going more corporately and stuff like that. So we did some experimenting and, you know, the nice thing with being young is uh, you you don't make a lot of money with the job typically. So, you know, I kind of looked at what we were doing and, and I said, well, I could probably pay myself as little at this as I am getting paid downtown. So good opportunity to kind of quit and, and uh, follow what we wanted to do. So, right. Yeah. So talk about some of the initial events that you were doing before you got into the beer. Yeah, so funny because um, for my 50th podcast, I had Tom Stewart Mm -hmm. uh, helping um, actually interview me. So we we got to talking about a few of them. But um, 
probably our first big one was the Main Street Sunfest. So they do it. So they still do it. I think they just call it Sunfest down in Inglewood. Right. Yeah. Um, and so I had approached a woman. Um, in Inglewood that was part of the BRZ. I don't know okay. what they call it now, but it used to be called the Business Revitalization yep. Zone. And, uh, you know, for me, Inglewood was just an interesting community because they didn't sure. have a, a festival and it okay. just seemed like such a, you know, such a unique community in Absolutely. Calgary. So it made sense that they would have one. So me and Bill put a proposal together, talked to the BRZ, and they were excited about the idea of doing it. So... Um, we called it Main Street Sunfest because it was the original Main Street of right. Calgary. Yep. Um, and so from, you know, from I learned a lot from that, from that particular event. Um, you know, having worked at Molson, I had an idea of, you know, how to package it, put a proposal together to get a brewery on site. I knew they had to be local. So, yep. you know, that's where we first met. Uh, the team at Big Rock. Uh, we've had great relationships with them ever since. Yeah. That's where I first met Tom, um, and me and him have been good friends ever since. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, just the logistics of that festival, you know, working with the city to shut down a major street, um, you know, working with all those unique businesses mm-hmm. in in Inglewood, it's a super, and especially at the time because it was such a really unique. Um, group of businesses yeah. um, and so it, it was super challenging because if you're making 50% of them happy you're probably making 50% yeah. of them unhappy because yeah, um, they all had they all had just different visions yeah. with where they wanted to go which is fine um, it was our job to try to bring it all together yeah. so a lot of the logistics that we've the, that I you know was taught really came from doing that show in particular uh, we did a show called Festivus um, which if you ever watch Seinfeld, Seinfeld they yeah. have a festivus so we, we did a festivus uh, festival um, and it was just really a, a food and wine show we used to do down at Devonian Gardens okay. um, and then when they shut down Devonian Gardens to renovate it um, we kind of stopped doing it yeah. at that point um, yeah those were kind of our major ones we did some small ones yeah. but then like I said once what was really good with those is we, we met a lot of good partners that we right. still work with today mm-hmm. um, that had agencies that, you know, had wine, uh, rep- represented wine companies, um, breweries, stuff like that. So so from that, you know, the idea of doing a beer festival came. Right. And, um, and then, like I said, once we started doing beer festivals, just the people in the beer industry um, was... I felt comfortable with yeah. them and I wanted to showcase them. So that's kind of where the Calgary International Beer Fest came from. And then from there, as we expanded, it became the Alberta Beer Alberta Festivals. Alberta. Yeah. Sunfest, when would that have been? Sunfest would have been about, I'm going to say the first one that we did was probably 2003, okay. I'm going to guess. Um, so we would have started working on that in 2002. Right. Okay. And then I think we did that for a couple of years and then we kind of handed it back to the BRZ. Yeah. Um, you know, it's just one of those things that took up a lot of time. We learned a lot, but yeah. um, it's a community event. Yeah. I don't, just personally for me, I didn't see a lot of opportunity to grow it as a business. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I'm thinking it was maybe one of those was my first visit to Spalumbo's. Uh, oh, man. Living in Calgary. So, yeah. Well, we first, to, first of many. But, uh, it, was, it was when we started to learn to start, like, sort of say no to things because. Yeah every idea that we came up with, we would implement. And yeah. so we, we, you know, one of our thoughts was, okay, well, how do we get people to this festival 
in the morning. And so we thought, okay, well, let's do like a 5K run and a 10K run. So we implemented that. And then it's like, okay, well, what about if people don't run? Let's do a pancake breakfast. So we worked with Spolumbo's on the pancake breakfast. And then, you know, at night we did a little um, food and wine show that we worked with the guys at Rouge from. And it was called uh, Moonbeams on Main Street. And it was just like everything that we could think of, we did. And so, which was great. It was fun. But you just burn out. Yeah, I mean, there's, too, much. there's too many, too many variables. So yeah. what we try to do now is, you know, our shows are very complex, but we try to break it down to make every part of it simple mm-hmm. so that, you know, collectively it's complex, but individually they're easy to execute, if that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. So that first beer fest, the Calgary International, when was that? Um, so we started working in 2004 and then it would have been 2005 that we did the first one. Cool. So that was at SAIT. Um, and, and relatively small, although I was looking at the list the other day and pretty good list of beers. You know, locally there was still Wild Rose, you know, Grizzly Paw, Big Rock, Alley Cat was there. So some pretty good local yeah. craft breweries. Yeah. And then, um, you know, back then a lot of the agencies, you know, the reason we called it the, the Calgary International Beer Fest was because the agencies were bringing in so many beers from Europe and... Right. and uh, you know the U.S. and stuff, and that was what was really cool at the time. Was mm-hmm. were those, and those are still really good beers. And you know, it's um, and we have a lot of them still, and it's it's awesome. Um, but you know, back then it was really that was the beer yeah. scene was the international and stuff. And now, um, obviously, our shows evolved as the as the craft beer communities evolved. So, right, yeah, yeah. It's certainly a bigger community in Calgary now than yeah. it was uh, was back then. Right? Yeah, and a lot of these guys. You know, they, they worked for the big breweries um, or they worked for agencies. And so, you know, that, that's where their passion for beer came from, right? Is, yeah. um, you know, being exposed to those flavor profiles and just realizing what beer could be and yeah. being inspired by that. So yeah. Yeah, I th- that's why I always think, you know, agencies are a big part of the beer community because yeah. they bring things in from other places. And if you don't get that, you know, you, you're kind of in a... In a vacuum or something, right. I guess. Yeah. So, yeah, expand, yeah. They expand the taste horizons, right? Totally. Uh, talk a little bit about the beer community here in Calgary specifically, I guess. Uh, seems, from what I hear, a pretty tight-knit group. Yeah, it's it's tight-knit. Yeah. Um, like I was saying uh, to Tom when we were chatting last, um, you know, I don't think that the core values have changed since, you know, since I would say me and him met 18 years ago. You know, what, what Big Rock was all about back then was building community. Yeah. Um, and I think if you ask a lot of the local craft breweries, that's their, you know, internal mandate is to help build, you know, what they define as their community. Um, and they're always, you know, for the most part, from what I've seen, always happy to help each other succeed. Yeah. Um, I always say, you know, if someone has a passion for something, you want to help them succeed. And so when you see these other you know, local businesses that, that are really doing a lot to, to try to succeed, um, it'd be pretty hard not to help them. So they've, they've all rallied around each other to, to help each other yeah. uh, become successful. And there's just been a lot of people um, that have, I guess, you know, that culture, you know, with guys like Tom but, and guys like Jim Button mm-hmm. and guys like Graham Sherman, um, who really instilled that um, early on with people and just everybody who has come into the community has learned from one of them and then they want to they want to pass that knowledge to the next person so yeah. it's it's really fun to, to see and be a part yes. of yeah it uh, reminds me of the barbecue community very similar right uh, yeah everybody trying to help each other yeah actually I was talking to Graham a few weeks ago 
had him on the show and he talked about, he told me the story about Big Rock coming in and supporting him when he was getting started. And yeah. That, now it's up to him to pay that forward. So it's absolutely uh, it's great to see that. Uh, well, I mean, we were in Big Rock. Uh, they were doing a collab. I think it was Big Rock and Tool Shed and Phil and Sebastian's Coffee. And we were doing some filming, just kind of, um, you know, sharing the story. Mm-hmm. But that was before Tool Shed even had a brewery set up. So, I mean, that's how big of a help Big Rock yeah. was. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah it, like you that. said, to be able to pay it forward is, is kind of, you know, something that they feel compelled to do, which is good. No, that's awesome. Yeah. I'm uh, going to take just a real quick pause here for a word from our uh, Alberta Podcast Network sponsor. And then I want to get into the events, uh, the schedule, that kind of thing a little bit more here with Mark. Mm-hmm. So we'll be back in just a minute. This episode of the Eat More Barbecue podcast is brought to you by Park Power, a provider of electricity and natural gas in Alberta that offers low rates, awesome service, and profit sharing with local charities. In Alberta, you get to choose who you buy your energy from. Park Power has low overhead, and chances are you'll save money if you switch. You can find out how much money you would save by visiting parkpower.ca and plugging your numbers into the Alberta Energy Savings Calculator. If you decide to switch, it's easy. Nothing changes about your service, only the price you pay. Learn more at parkpower.ca. All right, we are back. Uh, so let's get into the uh, the events. Uh, you kind of touched on them a little bit earlier. Uh, what are the Alberta Beer Fest events? Uh? Yeah, so we started with the Calgary International Beer Festival. Um, and then once we got comfortable with that, and it, to be honest, took us a long time to get comfortable with that, um, to the point where we were confident that we could expand mm-hmm. um, we decided that we would go into Edmonton um, because I had went to school there and I've always had family there I've always loved Edmonton and mm-hmm. it was always something I really wanted to do yeah. um, so then the next one was the Edmonton Craft Beer Festival and so like I had said by that point there wasn't there the industry was evolving and so you know craft beer was was really becoming cool it was starting in, in Alberta, but still a lot of it was, you know, BC based, yeah. a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of uh, Western US kind yeah. of thing. So, you know, bringing a lot of that stuff in. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we wanted to reimagine what the festival would be like. So we called it the Edmonton Craft Beer Festival, focused a little bit more on the craft. Um, from there, we decided that we could potentially do two. Uh, small fall shows so we wanted to do one in Calgary one in Edmonton Um, we did it as an Oktoberfest the challenge that we had was Oktoberfest we we tried it as a sampling event and to me it just it just it was fun and and people did enjoy it but there was something that just wasn't uh, authentic about it you wanted to be if you wanted to be an Oktoberfest make it an Oktoberfest kind of thing The other thing with that is it's hard to showcase all these different beers when you're doing an Oktoberfest right. um, with full pints. And um, and what we came to learn is the AGLC wasn't a big fan of us doing full pints. So right. okay. um, a lot of different challenges for us. Yeah. The other thing was at the time, now all of a sudden the industry was evolving again. And so there's all these you know cideries popping up right. and there's these craft distilleries. And we really wanted to see how we could kind of showcase them as well yeah, incorporate them. and so we we evolved our Oktoberfest into the mashing right and so the mashing just being you know that's kind of where everything is the same so you know the mash the mash ton is you know I think 
a brewery, a distillery, a cidery would all, you know, at some point. So, right. so that was kind of the common connection between all of them. Nice. Um, and it's an opportunity to, to just showcase them all equally and, and share their stories. Because there's a ton of, you know, like it's amazing the cider, the cidery industry in Alberta, how it's just growing. And yeah. so to be able to help share those stories alongside right. the breweries was really cool. Um, about five years ago, six years ago, maybe we were approached by the Banff Lake Louise Tourism Group to to look at Banff as okay. as a destination. Um, we were hesitant just because we didn't really want to just do a beer festival or an event, you know, in the basement of a hotel or something. Right. We were just like, well, there has to be something unique about it. Um, when we toured we were shown the cave and basin as a potential venue and i had never been to the cave and basin so i'm looking at this place going like wow this is amazing so you would let us do a festival here and you know parks canada was very open to it Um, they've become great partners of ours Uh, now Lake louise tourism was excited about the idea so Mm -hmm. so we said yes Um, i actually phoned bill my business partner because he was expecting me to go there, look at a few venues, say no, and then come home. Right. And I said, I called him at the office. And I said, so I think we will be doing one here. And honestly, it'll be the most beautiful beer festival in the world. Yeah. And that tagline just kind of stuck from that day. Yeah. And um, so we're super proud of that. And, yeah. and, and what was what's unique about Banff is it showcases only Alberta breweries and distilleries okay. and cideries. So, you know, because Banff gets so much international attention and press Mm -hmm. it's a really cool way to to showcase the industry locally Mm -hmm. Um, because i think it's important to to do both i think it's important to have some events that showcase the local industry but then it's important to have some events that showcase the local industry but how they're part of the bigger community which is an international community and so we try to do both we were conscious about that so then yeah so after banff we got approached by jasper uh jasper park lodge the fairmont property to to do something out there um again i you know assured bill that i'd go and say i I have a hard time saying no to something without at least exploring it sure and uh, so i said don't worry like we won't do it but let's just go out there and you know see what they have to say and stuff like that um and yeah they just were such a great group of people um and you know i've become friends with robin who is my contact there and you know what they wanted to do was super unique um it gives us the opportunity to actually bring people in from you know across north america to share their stories about how they open their breweries and what their thoughts are so it really does it showcases the local community, but incorporates the international community in a very, very unique way. We have seminars, um, like daily seminars. We get out, you know, we get to go outside and do some snowshoeing as a group and stuff like that. So nice. we a little different. We yeah. want it to be unique, and that's yeah. the thing. Is like anytime we do a show, it's like okay, it has to be different. It can't be cookie cutter to something else. Yeah. So. And Steve Dressler, who's with Sierra Nevada, he just retired a few years ago. He was actually on my last podcast, mm-hmm. I think, came out today. Yeah, I saw that. And um, when he was in, he's been twice to Jasper, and he said that that is his favorite beer festival. Nice. And uh, so when you get those compliments from guys like that, it's yeah. just, uh, it just kind of gives you goosebumps. Awesome. Yeah. So what's the schedule look like for the year? What How are these spaced out and timing? Yeah, so um, typically our shows are, so our Edmonton, sorry, Calgary's first weekend in May, mm-hmm. and then Edmonton's first weekend in June. But they both actually, I think just based on the calendar, end up both in May this year. Okay. 
Which is cool. Um, so beginning of May is Calgary International Beer Festival. End of May is the Edmonton Craft Beer Festival. Um, which is good because it gives the breweries the opportunity to showcase what they're doing for the summer. Yeah. Um, and then we take the summer off of doing festivals only right. because, you know, that's these. this is their time to sell beer. Yeah. They don't really want to talk to me during yeah. the summer. Yeah. I'll drop them the odd email to remind them of stuff, but that's about it. Yeah. Anytime they see me, they want to see me as a consumer yeah. drinking their product. <laughs> so yeah. that's not lost on me. Yeah. And then... Um, and then, yeah, in the fall, so September, we'll do both the mashings, yeah. uh, mid-September, first in Calgary, then in Edmonton. Yeah. We've done the mashing, so in, in, in Calgary, it's at the, it's at the, um, uh, it's, it's at the BMO. In Edmonton, it's, it was actually at the Baseball Diamond. Okay. Um, um, Remax Field downtown. Okay. And so the first year we got snow, and it was crazy and the second year is beautiful and like really beautiful and just like we just locked out couldn't have had nicer weather it just logistically doing an outdoor festival in alberta so challenging because you have to account for any possible weather and so from a cost perspective it's just like ridiculous so um even with even with the day being so awesome, we just had so much tenting up that it was like, you know, it's it's essentially cost prohibitive to, right. to do something there, unfortunately, because it's beautiful. Yeah. Um, and so we actually looked at the Butter Dome at the U of A, so okay. we're going to do it there, um, which is neat because, you know, there's not a lot of events or festivals like ours that go on close to the university. Um, so, you know, we, we get, really get to you know, showcase some of the places around White Avenue yeah. And uh, you know, showcase to a different audience. So yeah, we're excited about that. And then November is Banff, um, and that's basically it for 2020 because right. Jasper just happened in okay. Super Bowl weekend. So okay, so, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's uh, keeps, so uh, keeps you busy. Yeah, we're busy. We got the four of us that are full time, yeah. and then uh, then a half time, uh, part time person as well. So keeps you going. Yeah, and then you've got the podcast. Let's meet for a beer. Yeah. So talk about that a little. Um, I mean. I guess I called it let's meet for a beer because I'm kind of a one trick pony but it's it's just something I say all the time yeah, yeah. you know it's like when I when I want to meet with somebody um, it's typically let's meet for a beer right. so yeah. um, it just seemed like the right name mm-hmm. and really what it is is you know I feel like I get to meet with a lot of interesting people mm-hmm. um, uh, so you know an opportunity to kind of share their stories yeah. Um, and maybe ask them questions I wouldn't typically ask them in a in a in a meeting. So, right, yeah. um, so you know, it started out very much as just an experiment for myself, mm-hmm. uh, just maybe using the other side of my brain or something like that. But um, yeah, it's been fun. I was just telling you, I'm turning uh, part of the office into a podcast studio Get so serious. that some of my friends can can take advantage. Uh, JD from CJ, he was yeah. uh, wanting to do a podcast, and he. Uh, email text me to ask if he could use my studio and right. i was just like well, i don't really have a studio i have a yeah. table with yeah. uh, two mics on it but yeah. uh, anyway it got me thinking and yeah. uh, so expanded a little bit but it's right it's a labor of love at yeah. this point yeah. for sure yeah 50 episodes in or 51 now I yeah guess 50 can... 51 episodes in yeah. so and yeah as long as like i say as long as i'm um inspired by it and mm-hmm. as long as i'm learning um i'll keep doing it so oh, that's yeah, awesome. a lot of fun. I've, I've been enjoying it so thanks man yeah so and you mentioned uh stepping outside of the alberta territory any yeah anything so, you can announce yet or? uh yeah probably like yeah. 
because it's pretty much official, I would yeah. say. So um, we've been so Bill, my part business partner, yeah. is uh, friends with um, a guy that works at Revelstoke at the ski okay. hill there, yeah, nice. and uh, so they've wanted to put something together. So we've we've been chatting with them for probably eight months now, um, and it's kind of a reversal of roles because it was me saying no. I don't want to do right. it and Bill saying yeah we should do it so yeah. anyway we we went and visited them Bill was there in December to visit and look at the venue and yeah. was pretty excited about it and then um, I was able to go with the rest of the team last week yeah and uh, and check it out and you know we have a good relationship with with Kim that that um, works there yeah and uh, obviously we we trust him and he's a good person which is good I mean yeah. you need to have good good relationships with your partners mm-hmm. um, and then the venue is beautiful. Yeah. Um, it's yeah, on a it's ski great hill. Spot. Great spot. You know, so um, yeah, a lot of exciting things. Um, opportunity to work with some breweries that uh, maybe we haven't worked with in the past. Mount Begby, though, like from Revelstoke, we've worked with since day one. I think they were at our first ever beer festival. So nice. cool to kind of showcase guys like that as well. So yeah, yeah we're excited for it. And it'll be a small one. Um, but yeah, small one that includes a couple of days of skiing, so yeah, can't not, go wrong. Not bad at all. Yeah. Not a great spot there. So yeah, yeah. We were up there a couple of years ago and did that uh, during the summer. They got that pipe roller coaster thing. I heard about that. It's, uh, it's pretty wild. I've seen videos. Yeah, it looks uh, crazy. It's kind of fun, yeah. Doesn't it go over, like, isn't there like a bear's den or something like that, like in the area? Like well, There could be. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Well. Yeah, you're going too fast. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, before we wrap up, where can folks find information about... Uh, the, the festivals Alberta Beer Fest so yeah albertabeerfestivals.com yep. um, best resource and you can get tickets from there yep. uh, learn a little bit more about what each of them are uh, we try to keep them up to date yep. um, so yeah that's that's the best bet and then uh, social media social media is AB Beer Festivals I think you're kind of putting me on the spot. I'm just kidding. Um, And then, yeah, let's meet for a beer. I actually just had my friend Josh at uh, Clark Studios redo my website. Nice. um, Because it was painfully obvious that I was managing it before. He was like, Can I redo this? So I'm like, Yeah, you can. And so, yeah, let's meet for a beer.com is that one. And that just has all the episodes and. we're working on a, on a little store. We've been working on some, some artwork and stuff like that. So, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. The last question I ask everyone, it's uh, dinner time. Mm-hmm. What's, uh, what's your go-to meal? Oh, gee. What's my go-to meal? I, I tend to, like, go <clears throat> to, like, extremes on things. Mm-hmm. Like, so, like, I'll, like, crave something, and then I'll, that's all I'll eat for six months. So <laughs> I'm kind of currently in, like, a ramen kind okay. of state. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I know JD was asked me the other day what my favorite one is, and I don't I don't have a favorite one. I like experimenting. Right, right. It's almost like barbecue. Yeah, we were yeah, talking with that. Like, to, yeah. um, I don't know a lot about barbecue, so I really like the brisket at Patty's. Yeah. So then I just go to other places. Like I went to the Hayden Block, and yeah. like I'll try their brisket and go to Booker's and try theirs just to kind of compare them all, you know. So yeah. so right now I'm doing that a lot with with ramen yeah. and uh, yeah so. Um, but barbecue, I've been learning more and more about, yep. and yeah, it's. Uh, I would, I wish I could cook it, I guess, yeah. but because I do have a smoker. But yep. uh, then when I go to places like Patties or Bookers, I'm yeah. like, why? These guys, you know, <laughs> easily accessible. Yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah. Awesome, Mark. Thanks so much for doing this. Really appreciate it, man. Yeah, thank you for right, yeah. Appreciate it was it. awesome. Thanks.
That's a wrap, everybody. Thank you for your time. I really appreciate you tuning in. Please be sure to subscribe to the show, and I'd love it if you'd leave a rating and review. They sure help increase the show's visibility. Big thanks to Mark for taking the time to sit down with me, and be sure to check out Alberta Beer Festivals for all their great events, and give Mark a listen on Let's Meet for a Beer, available on your favorite podcatcher. Wherever you're listening from, I urge you to get out and support your local barbecue joints. I'm in the process of rebuilding both the Eat More Barbecue and Alberta Barbecue Trail websites, so keep your eyes open for those coming real soon. In the meantime, give me a follow on Twitter, at Eat More Barbecue, and on Facebook and Instagram, at Eat underscore More underscore Barbecue. If you have any questions or guest suggestions, please drop me an email at eatmorebarbecue at gmail.com. Thank you to Alan Horbin for the great music on this and every episode of the Eat More Barbecue podcast. Until next time, folks, keep on smoking. This podcast is a proud member of the Alberta Podcast Network, powered by ATB, and is a production of www.eatmorebarbecue.ca.